Yo, 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 it's the Real Talk, Real Walk family and we are back with another episode. Come on. It is already, we're back to bring you another show of revelation. Mm-hmm. Another episode of Da Da Da. Another episode to disturb the airwaves. <laughs> okay. Another episode to inspire and influence your Spotify or SoundCloud. Okay. Forget Apple, we don't really rate them too tough. Nah, nah, nah. Another episode to bring <laughs> wisdom and knowledge, guys. So let's sit down, let's relax, mm-hmm. grab a juice if you have to. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. Back mm-hmm. with myself, Gabs. Myself, Mr. Game Changer. And your girl, Ore. Hmm. Excellent. Right, so today's episode, we've got two questions that have been sent in. Guys, let me just remind you lot, feel free to send us your questions at any given moment in time. Questions or dilemmas. Do you know what? I think we need to we might need to do an episode of dilemmas, you know. We ain't done dilemmas in a in a minute, bro. Yeah, That's definitely. Good. Definitely. That'll be good. Um but yeah, any any questions, feel free to send them in and we'll definitely cover them off. So today we've got two questions. The first question is church or fellowship, is there a difference? Hmm. I repeat, church or fellowship. Is there a difference? And Eman, I'm going to come to you, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a difference between church and fellowship? Um, I think that it's uh, the, the best way to put it is this. It's easy for church to get into or Christians to get into using words and they're very much semantics. So, for example, church is not a building, it's a body. But we obviously say going to church, the building... Um, whereas the the building is actually the body. Wow, that sounds mm. powerful. The building is actually <laughs> the body. Wow, that's good. Uh, but yeah, um, <laughs> so, um, I know. so so when we say uh, is um, ch- um, church and fellowship the same thing? Was that the question? Yeah. Yeah. Is there a difference between the two? Is there a difference between the two? No, not ne- not necessarily. But I think I understand from the question when people say church, they're more referring to Sunday service. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so services on a Sunday coming together, corporate worship, hearing the word of God from the man or woman of God, um, and then then we use the term you have fellowship afterwards. Now fellowship, oh. I see as more you know the informal link up, maybe for like a informal like. Bible study or whatever, and you fellowship together, or fellowship could also mean like it's not necessarily about Bible study or whatever, but you're just they're having good conversation amongst brethren, amongst brothers and sisters. So, in that context, that's what I think people mean. But church ultimately, ch- um, ultimately, um, Sunday services are pivotal. Um, mm-hmm. Sunday services are pivotal. Why? I think the primary focus of a Sunday service is to equip whoever's speaking, um, who, or whoever, yeah, whoever's ministering to the people. It's primarily as Ephesians talks about Ephesians four, Ephesians five, Ephesians three talks about the fivefold equipping the body, and so mm-hmm. and so the fivefold are there to equip the body so that Monday to Saturday you've got the tools, the spiritual tools to be effective in your physical life, in your natural life, in your world of work, relationships, family, leisure, all of that kind of stuff. Whereas fellowship is more informal. It's outside of the 
four walls. It's it's let's link up in Pret a Manger. Let's link up in Starbucks. Let's link up at someone's house. Let's. So in, in saying this, then, bro, you believe that there is a difference, then. In the context of the question, yes, but in the context of the words, no, because we are church. Like the Bible says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. That's church. And you know what? I, I, was, I was just about to come on to that. So right. people, I've seen people use that scripture to suggest right. that you don't need to attend church on a Sunday simply because if two or three are gathered, then you can have church at home. Then you don't need to go to a church building to have I service. Understand that. Yeah, I understand that. But that's why I was saying that. That's why church when they're talking about church are you talking about the building or are you talking about the body because we are the church us as the body are the church church, i'm I'm human they mean sunday service (laughs) yeah but that's not what church was in well in acts anyway in the book of acts when the bible's talking about church that's not what we have now today as a sunday service Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily believe that's how church started i don't think it's i'm not saying what we have now is wrong because i don't think it is wrong but it's a slightly different model in the sense that if you look at in the book of acts where they were all praying in the upper room yeah that model of church is what they had there was there was not hundreds of people or even large groups of people gathering together with worship followed by announcements followed by preaching Mm. it wasn't like that it was literally just a group of people praying I don't, they didn't even have the scripture as we, they didn't have the Bible as we have it now because that wasn't put together then. So mm-hmm. they would be preaching and teaching, and then they would and they then they would and they were worshiping, but they would just kind of just share everything that they had from food. It was more like a community. It was like a communal way of living, coupled yeah. with teaching and preaching. Yeah. What I'll say, what I'll add, what I'll add to what Aurea said is that yes, it's very true. It wasn't as structured or systematic as we make it now. Though they did have worship, though they did have um, uh, preaching by an elder, an overseer, or a pastor, apostle, prophet, whatever, whoever God had ordained over them. Yes. And also, as part of the service, when you actually study church history, eating food was actually part of the whole. Um, it was actually part of the service as well, which is some churches they do. They give us puff off or they give us jollof rice. <laughs> so some churches do do that. But the difference is this: when it comes to when it comes to um, the assembly of the saints, in a sense, whereby like the Sunday service, the main difference should be this: that you are being equipped by someone from a fivefold position. Why? Because the Bible says that the fivefold are there to equip us. So when I say fivefold, I'm talking about apostle, pastor, prophet, teacher, evangelist. They are there to equip the saints for the work of ministry so that they mm. can they can mature in the fullness of the stature of the measure of Christ. That's what the fivefold are there to do. So yes, you can do the midweek fellowship. As the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. Yeah, that's on a pair level. But you need the elders, the oversights, the church, leaders or governance to equip you for the work of the ministry and that is something that your peers can do to a degree but there's something that god has ordained which is those ministries of the fivefold to equip you so that you can mature and that is the clear difference because one is just fellowship amongst peers and then another is look right even in those house fellowships they had leaders they had elders they even in, i'm talking about the early church now they had people yeah. that had been ordained as leaders oversight whatever and people like paul would be writing to them to make sure that they're okay you know when paul's gone to another um he's gone yeah. to another 
other area or whatever, he would write to those leaders and say, look, yo, Timothy, hope you're doing well. Don't let anybody despise you. Don't let anybody mug you off because you're young. I'm writing this to you X, Y, Z. So he would write to the leaders of different, you know, areas or positions. So even for some, because some people might be like, what about house churches? House churches is still the same principle. God has ordained mm. a leader over that house church or that house fellowship yeah. that mm-hmm. will that will equip you to do that so i think that's the difference between the two is that mm. just one one has some sort of church governance there and the other one is more like pair to pair level even though there might be more mature people than others it's still like more like a pair to pair thing whereas mm. I think Sunday service is more, yeah i think they can definitely work in tandem. I think the church is important and I think fellowship is also very, very important. Right. Um, I, one thing you mentioned earlier about fellowship after service and, and getting jello rice and puff puff, I think those moments are crucial, man. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, One of the things that I proper appreciate from my old church is that we would finish service and for a good two hours afterwards, we'll be sitting outside or um, st- standing rather, but we'll be staying after service, catching up, chilling, fellowshipping, eating. And it's those moments that I proper appreciate. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know how often it happens now at some of these churches, maybe because we're all growing out of that sort of thing. But I definitely do agree that the fellowship after service is definitely pivotal to to like, our growth and just the nature of fellowship itself, like being mm-hmm. able to to um, chill with, with brethren, people of similar faith and whatnot. And, and still, you know, be able to discuss various different things. I think that's obviously quite important and, and an aspect that we definitely do need within within our growth and development as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. I, f- I feel like, I feel like um, church, as the body of people, we, we miss out on that, that family vibe, that family, that, um, mm. that family community aura when we just kind of, like when we're just like okay yeah i'm here for the sermon because that is not how it was in early church days it was like we're not we're not just going to hear the word together we're eating together so people would bring food and share food amongst themselves even you know like jesus practiced this in his ministry more than once people were following him and he provided food for them so we're moving together we're doing life together like even aside from when he fed uh, the people with the fishes and the loaves the bible records him going to people's house to eat to dine with them that's mm. that is true that that is an element of true fellowship where it's like i'm not just here to preach to you i'm here to sit to eat to fellowship to get to know you on a level that is outside the high god bless you i'm blessed and highly favored it's but like, that's why i think like the modern way of doing church it doesn't really like facilitate it doesn't really make room for us to be able to have fellowship properly, which is why so many churches have started having like midweek services or like uh, small groups, Bible study, et cetera, et cetera, because not just for studying the word, but also for that aspect of fellowship. Yeah. I, I, you know what? Even I hear the Bible studies bit, but I feel like even beyond the Bible studies, let's sit down and eat. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, 42, it says they, um, they sat down they with the apostles doctrine. They taught each other. That it says they ate, they fellowshiped together. So that eats that fellowship, that communion, that can we still laugh and joke and have good conversations and that still be church? That is still church. But people you know separate I mean? conversation um and and 
eating and then they go well the sermon is a spiritual part of it and then the conversation and the laughing and the joking is the is the carnal part of it and that's wrong because <laughs> church incorporated everything that was church do you understand that's yeah no, I, I agree think, with you I, that's I, why i'm saying it's semantics now i'm not this i'm not disputing what you're saying i'm just saying i feel like we need to add that element back as a spiritual part of it and not separate it and go that's carnal because they're laughing and joking and they're talking about work life and then that's spiritual because they open oh. a few scriptures no it was when they gathered together that was that was church so even you know, I, I completely agree with that you know i mean i'm definitely got that same same line of thought here i've been thinking about why it could be the case as to why we have lost that ability to fellowship after church and i think it might be down to how fast some churches are growing so for example if churches are growing rapidly or pretty quickly when new members do come to the church they might find it difficult to integrate with the members that are already there which mm -hmm. is why they might come to church hear the sermon and then leave straight away mm -hmm. um i think the family oriented churches they probably still have that fellowship after church but i right. think churches that are probably fast growing that their turnover is pretty high mm -hmm. i think those churches are probably the ones that find it difficult to have the fellowship after church because everyone's new obviously not everyone but um be uh, being facetious in a way but i think everybody's quite new yeah so I because of that extent, but i don't know i don't know if it's the only reason i also think it depends on what age you're at when you're joining a particular church like i feel like for me at the stage I might, if I was to join a new church, like I'm just not that bothered about making friends because right. like I've been in church like a long time. I have Christian friends. I have non-Christian, like I, I think going to a new church and like and trying to make friends and doing all of that, it's just long. Like I'm just here for the word and I'll, and I'll just leave. Like obviously it'd be nice to have, but I just don't see it as an essential anymore. But mm. what? I don't even think it's a friendship thing though. It's just fellowship though, isn't it? Yeah, but, but then how right. do you how do you build commun how do you build commun your community then, Aura? But that's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't necessarily have to come from the church that I attend. It could come from Christian friends who attend different churches. Okay. Like but I agree. Still, that there's that element. There's still that community element to it, though. No, I do agree, and I think you can do things like um, prayer requests and praying with people, and then from praying with people, if you come back the following week and say, "Oh, you know, you prayed with me last week, and that prayer got answered," I think you can do it like that. It doesn't necessarily have to be, "Oh, okay, let's eat and sit together and eat after church." I think it's nice, and I agree with you, and I think that's what we should all be striving for. But yeah. I think the practicalities of it now, in the way we live in the 21st century, it's a lot harder. Yeah, definitely. I think that might be down to the culture of the church. I think it might be down to how the church operates. Because if you went to a family church that was family oriented, you might have a different mindset mm -hmm. if you was to join a new church which is family oriented. But if you go to a church where the turnover is quite high, then it's not really going to encourage you to integrate or fellowship with people just because of the culture. Yeah. But there's some churches that are quite welcoming. There's some churches that they might not have a high turnover, but they they focus on the core members and they all grow together. Um, so maybe like some of our churches that we probably grew up in for many years, for example, like my old church, if you come to my old church many years ago, you'd probably want to integrate with everybody because of the atmosphere and the attitude that yeah. people have. Yeah. But if you go to a new church, which focuses on bringing in the youth, bringing in the youth, and then so many youth are coming in, so many people are leaving, then it's highly unlikely that one may get integrated into such because, because of the turnover. Like, for example, for your size, Iman, with your church, yeah. like, I remember when I came to your church for the first time, I could see that everyone was quite welcoming. Do you right, know what I mean? Right, 
So it would it wouldn't really make sense for anybody to come to your church and leave straight away. Yeah, hundred percent because of the atmosphere. Yeah, we we make it we we make sure we make sure that if someone comes for the first time, you're not leaving without at least two or three people coming to speak to you. And at the same time, that what what we're practicing is what we want to see for the future. We want to make sure, like like even people who are shy and whatever. We make we it, we make sure that they're the ones that go and speak to to make sure that they build their confidence, but also mm. understand that this is part of our culture. We want to build that family community culture. Even if we get big, we're still going to have to work out a way. Whether we do it by communities or areas or regions, we will still make sure that on a local level, you can still link up with other people. Or even if it's not a local level, maybe people that do the same thing as you or work in the same field as you or maybe work in the city. So all the city people can gather together because they uh, work in close proximity and link up on a Thursday evening or Friday evening. Like we want to work out a way. And I think that is something that that the church as a body are going to have to get back to in its, in its, in its elementary basics but i do 100 percent. i agree with you know what or said it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be you know your church per se but then once again like we're one body like the bible says in first corinthians we're many parts but we're one body so whether you fellowship whether it's with people within your church even though i think that they should be a priority first i agree because I agree. that's their your local body but then at the same time link up with other christians you get what i'm saying like and i love what i'm seeing like on twitter like people are a couple groups are doing barbecues or whatever because people have made friends over this quarantine period online and they're like look like let's link up after you know once once things have lifted and people are like yeah like we want to link up that's 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 fellowship do you get like there's no it's not because they're going necessarily going to the same church it's just like they feel like well we're one body let's connect let's get to know each other you know in a different way easier yeah do you think it's easier to fellowship with people online than face to face in real life. Um, it, that's because, like you're saying, you're online, yeah. <laughs> people, people are easy and quick to make. I'm, I'm talking Christians here. People yeah. are easy and quick to make friends online, yeah. as opposed to in their local bodies in their yeah. local church. Right. But that's because it could be that the local church is doesn't necessarily facilitate that culture. Like yeah. you, in your yeah. church, Iman, you've obviously worked really, really hard to make mm-hmm. sure that that is part of your culture. And yeah. I think that's amazing. I think that's what every church should be striving to do. But not every yeah. church is like that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Twitter, Twitter doesn't facilitate the culture. We create that culture. We as, an, we as a people, we as a body, create that culture on Twitter where we want to connect and we want to network with one another. But it's yeah. not a church. Twitter's not a church. Well, that's that's <laughs> as a local. It's not a local church. It's not a local if church. You've the, if you've got an ability to do it, yeah, why don't we do it in our local churches? If yeah. we can do it online, like, we're so quick to want to meet strangers who we've never seen before. Yeah, but in our local churches, we don't know the name of the usher who's coming. <laughs> but probably because that's the culture of the church of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not every church. I, I, like every church focuses on on. Getting on fellowship, some churches will have more of an evangelistic focus, and their 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 focus will be bringing new people to Christ constantly, going out there and evangelizing, evangelizing. Other churches might focus on discipleship, and they're trying to raise up the people within their church to become disciples and to become leaders. It's just different, as far like every church, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think you can have every single one of them. Every church, no, I I totally agree with that. Yeah, but my thing is, Twitter doesn't have no culture. Twitter doesn't facilitate no culture. But we have taken upon ourselves to do something on Twitter. 
I think I, I, yeah, I get the point of not facilitate facilitating the culture. I think it's more easier to to practice certain things like online friendships and yeah, let's link up and stuff like that. It's more easy to do that because on Twitter people are more free. It's like okay, yeah, let's just let's yeah, like that barbecue that's coming up. Yeah, let's let's link up like it's it's banter and stuff like that. And yes, Ores made a valid point as as in that there are some churches that is just not their strength. So it's easier to when you're online and you're seeing people that are like you, that are like minded, that they want to link up, they want to you know they want to laugh and joke and have a good time. As believers, it's easier to connect on that level. Do you understand? So. Mm. That we just I, we just have to accept and respect that you know what we're still one body and there's exactly. nothing wrong with that barbecue. Let's link up. Let's go there. Like even one of them, I was like, you know what? I think it's the real cheek clash one. Like, they were like, uh, are you coming? I was like, you know what? All you guys that I've been talking with and joking with, I, if I can get a ticket, I'm gonna come down. I'm gonna come down because I want to meet some of you guys on 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 an honest level. Do you get what I'm saying? But that doesn't take me away from the fact that I'm still connecting with, you know, my members at, at City Worship London. I, I love them. We're connecting. We're doing our own thing. At the same time, I want to be able to connect with others. And so maybe like if Gabs's church, you guys, I remember you guys did an album launch. Um, Insignia did an out. Is it Insignia? Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys did an album launch. Like not yet the last year, the year before, I think. And I came down like, if my church was doing it, I'd invite you guys. If you come, you come. If you don't, you don't. But we're one body. We're just supporting each other. We're connecting with each other. And sometimes the honest truth is that it's, it's easier to connect with people online. Me, I was going to say, that's the wrong question to ask me because I'm an extrovert. Um, I can connect with people easy. And there's people that maybe who are shy or whatever. I'm just confident enough to maybe draw a conversation out, even though there are some people who just don't know how to hold conversations, but I'm an extrovert. I can, I can talk. I can try and have a conversation with somebody. Do you understand? I'm more willing to be, I'm not like, uh, why are you begging it? Why are you going up to someone? I mean, I'm not, I don't, that's not really my style per se, but if I, if I'm standing next to someone, I'm sitting at the same table as someone, I'm not going to be scrolling from my phone. That's dead. I'm not 15 years old. Like I'm going to, if I came here for a reason, if I left my house, if I left my house from where I live, yeah, where I live and I'm coming somewhere. I'm not coming to scroll through my phone phone, sorry. I'm coming to 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 have a good time to meet some cool people and whatever. So I'm gonna be willing to connect. Whereas for some people, it might just be the fact that no one's invited them to come to a link up before. That's so true. so the fact that it, their own local churches, though, isn't it? Yeah, but that's, that's what it. I'm saying. Not every church focuses on fellowshipping like that. Yeah, that's that's you, the big thing. I, I, bro, I, you know, I agree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. Not at all. But you, as an individual, yeah, yeah, can still do something because your church doesn't scream out fellowship. Yeah, that doesn't mean that you, as an individual, can't speak to your neighbor. No, I agree. No. I think it's I think it's hard, and I think it depends on what stage you're at in a church because it can be really intimidated if you intimidating if you've joined a new church and you're trying to make friends and everybody is already knows each other because maybe they've been in this church for 10 15 years and you don't know anybody and all of a sudden you the newbie is supposed to go oh guys come over to my house like first of all you don't even know if these people are you don't know <laughs> from adam what if one of them is an axe murderer god forbid oh man this guy you, you finish me you finish me oh god like to be having them in your house and secondly, it's intimidating. Why should you, as a guest, be the one to turn around and, and, and make invitations? That's up to the person whose house you've gone to. 
Yeah. Oh, no, no, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I, I, uh, if you're a newbie, then yeah, yeah I don't expect you're a newbie, newbie yeah. to go on. But um, if, you're, if you're a more newbie. mature person, yeah. I know, I get I get your question, Gabs. I think sometimes people do that. That's What you're saying doesn't negate the fact that people might have relationships with, with people in the church. Just because they're going to someone else's event doesn't mean that they don't have inter- for in, uh, relationships internally or they don't already engage in things that ha- happen in-house. So we shouldn't like just paint them all with one brush. There are some people who go to churches who don't engage. There are some people who go to some uh, churches that they don't, and the churches don't provide any sort of outlet or community community outlet, you know, midweek sort of fellowships or gatherings or whatever. There's some churches that just don't do that flat out, but then there are some churches that do that. But then at the same time, your friends, like Ore was describing before, you've got friends from other local churches. So you link up with them, you have conversations with them, or you jump on their Bible study or their weekly Zoom calls or catch-ups or mother's groups. Like we're one body. So there's there's so many different things. Do you get what I'm saying? Like some during this during this quarantine, some of my some of my friends in ministry, like they've done some amazing like zoom calls and I'm like, no, you know what? I like the idea or I like the topic of what you're talking about. Can I jump in? Can you send me the details? And they'll send it to me. Do you understand? That doesn't mean that we don't have stuff going on at city worship, but there's other stuff going on that we can get involved in as well. Even if sometimes like, obviously I'm not trying to meddle my way in. I'm like, Oh, can I, am I allowed to join? And all of them said, yes. So I like that mentality. I like that mentality. And that's what we kind of need to embrace more as the body. And that's why I don't see necessarily, I don't necessarily see anything wrong with like people being willing to use online as a way to connect because you know what? There are definitely cons to the internet and social media, but they're definite pros. Like a lot of people have met some of their closest friends Mm -hmm. or some of them have found their churches online or through social media. Do you understand? They've Mm. met the the, the church that they end up going to is because people from that church were reaching out to them or showing them love on the internet. And then they ended up one day there. So like the internet is a, it's a powerful thing. Um, and we can use it as well. Like for those who, you know, they're still, you know, in this day and age, there are people who don't necessarily have the confidence to always be able to speak to people face to face. And they use the internet, social media, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, YouTube as a platform to connect. Is that right? Is, is that wrong? I don't think it's out and out wrong that, that no, you can build, re- you know, you can build relationships in your local church. But if you're shy and you feel like you use the internet to connect with other people, use it. <laughs> use it. I mean, yeah, I think it's easier for sure. I think it's definitely easier to fellowship on online for sure. Obviously, it can be a bit daunting face to face. Obviously, email we spoke about in a previous episode. Yeah. It's definitely daunting face to face. So ugh, online is definitely easier because you know you're not really seeing the person. All you're literally doing is typing. So it, it definitely is easier. So I fully understand fully do get it but we obviously have to remember and remind ourselves that fellowship is definitely important face-to-face fellowship as well because mm. it obviously it goes a long way and it definitely is a bit deeper so the more we can do that the the better it is for us as a body as a group as people of faith it's definitely a lot a lot easier for the for the both for the both parties involved to be fair yeah Agreed. um was you gonna say something else on that no 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 all right. Uh, the next question is: Has church become a motive and not a place for salvation? 
Or I can start this. <laughs> that question makes me laugh because if you're asking that question, are you referring, do you think that, I just think if for someone to ask that question is the reason that you're asking that question because you think that maybe perhaps you might be going to church because for a social event. I think mm. that there's a, I think first and foremost, we should go to church as a means to hear the word and the five point thing that Emmanuel was talking about is the main reason that we should go to church. However, and it kind of ties back into the first question that we answered, church is also about fellowship. So I think there mm-hmm. needs to be a bit of both. I think one should never outweigh the other. And if any of them is going to outweigh one, it should be the teaching over fellowship as far as I'm concerned. But if you look at current churches now, we're in a pandemic. So I don't really think that church right now, people are doing church for social reasons. You're doing church because you want to be in church. You want to tune in. You want to listen to the word of God. So mm-hmm. it's a bit of a funny time to be answering that question just because everybody is is at home. We're not actually going to church as a physical building. Yeah. Generally speaking, though, um, I don't think that's the case. I do think that there are people who go to church because maybe they want to find a man or they want to find a girl. So mm-hmm. from that perspective, I can see why somebody would say, okay, are you in church because this is where you want to be? Or are you in church because you're just trying to find a husband or wife? There are people that think like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. That's my opinion. Definitely. Just you know, I think could you double could you double um could you confirm the question again, sir? <laughs> I said could you confirm? Could <laughs> <laughs> you confirm the question? Yeah. Uh, has church become a motive and not a place for salvation? Okay, okay. I think I think the, the keyword here is probably motive, and I think I'm trying to think about what this question could could mean here. Um, and the first thing that comes to mind is gospel events, like right. people just going to gospel events and that sort of stuff. Because I'm trying to understand this whole thing of motive and why it may be seen as a motive as opposed to a place for salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, it generally might come from a place where a lot of Christians are excited, as they should be, to to go to church, are excited to fellowship, are excited to connect, mm. are excited to get about. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I think naturally, where uh, many of us were quite zealous and we're quite excited about a lot of things, a lot of events, a lot of gatherings, and stuff like that. So that that's my thinking in terms of where this question may come from. But I genuinely don't believe like there's anything wrong with having that zeal. I definitely don't believe there's anything wrong with having that excitement to fellowship and gather together mm-hmm. um, with with other believers. Um, and then the, the question then will be, this place for salvation, what does that look like? Is it meant to be boring? Um, are, are we meant to have no life in us when we're, when we're going to church? Are we meant to have no soul in us when we're going to church? Mm-hmm. Are we meant to, Are we supposed to see church like university where we just go, rock up, take our notes and leave? Yeah. I definitely do believe that there should be uh, an energy about us where, where church is concerned because... Yeah, definitely. Church is, church is definitely a fun place. Well, some might disagree, but <laughs> church is definitely a fun place and an exciting place to be, something that we should be excited about. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. I think that it's easy. I can understand why people say that it's church a motive and da 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 And the, the, the thing is primarily this. You have people coming to church, so it can automatically seem like a motive anyway. Um, and I know people take advantage, you know, as or has already said it, like people come to church for different reasons. People can come to look for a spouse. People can come um, just for for empowerment reasons, like just to hear something good and then go away. Like 
that the Church of England is full of people like that. They just come to have something good for the week and then you know they go away and you know, they go whatever way. Um, but that, I'm I'm just I'm uh, anyway that doesn't that's not a direct attack at Church of England. I'm just saying people go to churches like that because it's just go in and go out. Um, but yeah, there's there's different reasons. Obviously, you know, in this day and age, people are just going to churches maybe for to hear something that, on the other hand, like hear something maybe motivational, inspirational. Some might just hear go to hear something like sound and deep um, and theological, and then go home. Um, and, and yeah, some can just go because some just go to church because they feel lonely and they just feel like they're oh. in the community. So there's loads of reasons as to why people go to church. But ultimately, primarily, like I was saying before, um, in the other piece that, look, it's for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. So primarily it's for whoever God is speaking through to equip you with the tools that you need to go and be effective as a believer outside in your personal spiritual life and then in in your in your life that affects everything else like that's what it's all about but at the same time there's the fellowship of the brethren like it says in hebrews um don't forsake the um hebrews 10 um don't forsake the fellowship of the brethren like the fellowship is there the community vibe is there how are you doing how's family like how are, like the kids doing at school like this week i've had a rough week you know you know my daughter has been hasn't been sleeping and you know that that's had a direct effect on me all of that kind of stuff that's what church is all about so even when we say is it about salvation i think that's i don't know i would i would say that i wouldn't say that it's a wrongly worded question but salvation is salvation is the is the world it's like the passport but it's not the beginning and the end. There's so many pages in a passport that needs to be stamped. And so in our Christian walk, like there's things like marriage, there's things like death, there's things like persecution, there's things like, you know, promotion, job promotions. There's so many things that are in our Christian walk. That's not salvation primarily. Like I'm not going to preach to you every week. Um, uh, you need to give your life to Christ. You need to give your life to Christ. I need to equip you and mature you in your Christian faith so that you can be effective and you can, you know, become a mature son of God, like Paul and some of the other apostles um, described. So church is not primarily about preaching to someone about, are you going to heaven or hell? Um, even though that message should not be distant from the church because there's always going to be new people coming. There's always going to be unbelievers coming. There's always going to be people who have never heard the gospel before. However, it's, that's that's not the only message that needs to be there there's there's so much more to life and godliness um than are you going to heaven or hell today or if you died are you going to heaven or hell bro if you're preaching that every week um to the same people and not changing your you know not building them in any sort of maturity then it's a bit problematic so mm. church it there's so many things that 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 church ticks the box for fellowship includes so many things like like was mentioned so i don't think it, it but it's easy it's, it definitely is easy to go it's a it's a link up forum because people just go there to link up with the man them like especially kids that were dragged to church and didn't really want to go to church but you know your boy is going to church and you're going to play football out, out, outside after or you know jollof rice and puff puff is going to be there so that's why you're coming you're following your mom and dad to church on Sunday. So I definitely get it. Can even for adults as well. It's a for some churches like it's a social club. Like all the rich yeah. people, all the the high life people, all the 5G people like the people that like to live life. Like 
sometimes church can be that, but obviously we have to clarify. The question, I think that's where the question comes from, you know? Okay. Like, if we think back to um, how, how we see clips of SPAC where there was a lot of praise and worship, it was quite electrifying. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, this is where people can think, oh, what, is this a motive? Like, are you going there to to hear or learn about God or you just here to jump and down like kangaroos. You must be kidding. So I think it's things like this. Or like for example, if you see people on social media all excited about a particular fellowship, mm-hmm. it might raise eyebrows and people might start questioning, hmm, this excitement that they all have together, like what is really happening there? Is this right? Is it wrong? Right. Should this be happening? Should they be excited about such things I like think- this? Is there something that's happening at the church that they shouldn't be doing, which is why people are excited. I think when you put it like that, the question, it, it's it's a bit clearer now. The question, I would say that people who attend those churches and when they, when things like that are happening, I think they'll just say it's the joy of the Lord or, you know, like the gospel is a message to be pleased. It's a, a, The gospel in and of itself, it's exciting. You can't hear that. You mean I can sin, ask God to forgive me and that's the end of it. Like everything is, everything's done. Like I never have to earn it. I don't have to do anything to earn salvation. I think that message in and of itself is exciting and it can fill people with joy. And mm-hmm. I think if that's how people want to express themselves, I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of churches as well, it comes back to the culture of the church. A lot of churches, that's the culture. If there's a lot of young people and they're full of excitement and zeal and they've freshly come to Christ, I think sometimes like, that's just the culture of the church to be excited. If you go to Hill Songs and you see how they worship, sometimes a lot of them will jump up and down at a particular song, versus yeah. at other churches so i think if that's if that's what's fueling the passion and the excitement i don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that and i don't necessarily think that's a, a social gathering but mm-hmm. i think if that's not and it's just it's just a hype and you're and the gospel message is not being preached or the gospel message isn't at the heart of the joy then obviously mm-hmm. that's problematic but it's it's quite impossible to know that just just by looking at a, a video clip without actually being there yeah yeah, 100%. I agree with that. Anything for me to add, Iman, to that? Nah, man. I, I just think that, you know, um, you, there has to be a consciousness. Yeah? There has to be a knowing of why you're there um, and what you're doing. Um, but like I said, um, church is about the edification of the saints. And edification doesn't, it, it preaching, the preaching of the word of God is is definitely important. But edification, laughter, laughter is a form of edifying. Like laughter is medicine for the soul. The Bible says um, there's like mm. communication, conversation, praying over one another, um, encouraging one another. Um, there's a time where Paul says, um, where you, when you're gathering together, I think is um, is it Colossians three or something like that, where it says you gather together and you're, and you're encouraging each other, you're speaking the word to each other, you're singing songs and spiritual sp- singing songs and hymns and stuff like that, like and giving thanks to God, bruv. There's there's so much to to fellowship and there's so much to church. We shouldn't just limit it to the preaching of the word. And I think even like. Don't get so religious that people are like, you know what, it has to be like fellowship can be. There are moments when it's just, you know, sometimes the service is just praying over one another because that's what God is saying in that moment. Like, I want you to pray for people. I want you to pray for your your neighbor. I want you to pray, you know, for the families that are here that have lost their jobs or that have um, lost family members during this COVID period. And that could be the service. 
and just singing to God. That could be the service. Do you get what I'm saying? And through that, in and through that, God can speak to people. So in doing so, the sermon has already been fulfilled. So mm. I think sometimes we have to understand that, yeah, sometimes uh, our understanding of church services has been very systematic and rigid and whatever. And I think when you kind of mirror that against the, the early church, it wasn't always that, but they incorporated everything as part of the fellowship. You get what I'm saying? From the talking at the beginning to the, ah, God bless you, man. Have a good week, man. To the to, at the end of the service, that was that's what a service was. That's what fellowship was, and they continued that. And it wasn't just Sunday; it was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. For some, it was seven days a week. After they finished work, they come back to fellowship together. Like they literally did life together, even though it might not be physically possible now or practically possible now. In a lot of our contexts, that's what fellowship was like. There was, yeah, we, for those who are in the marketplace, they do their thing in the marketplace and they come back and fellowship with their brothers and sisters. That's what life for some believers were. So I just feel like let's get a good understanding of it. Like, and I don't necessarily see like, you know, having a laugh and a joke with your friend on a, on a Sunday or whenever you do your service. I don't see that as a, in, as a bad thing, but if the, that's the primary reason you go, then maybe you need to, you know, reflect on that and go, hmm, let me get my priorities straight. Even though I know I'm going to see my brothers and sisters, the focus is that I need to be equipped and edified and built up. Mm, that's excellent. And have you got a scripture to close, bro? Yeah, let me let me get that one. Yeah, can have a look, man. Let me get that one up from um, Colossians. I think, yeah, just wrapping up, I think it's definitely good that we've got that excitement and that we do have that energy and that Christians are obviously happy and willing to to fellowship with one another yeah. and that we are actually happy to to serve the Lord and we are um positive regarding our faith. It's 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 a great thing to see. So I think we definitely should should carry that excitement, carry that energy. Um as we were saying earlier about fellowship, I think we know that fellowship is definitely important. I think what was said earlier about um being in a place with a lot of leaders and the fivefold, I think that's definitely paramount and quite profound, even for me to be fair. So we definitely need to continue promoting fellowship and church. I think we've done a few episodes actually where we've spoken about church, yeah. finding a new church, leaving a church. So I think if you if you do, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, rah, I need to find a new home, I need to find a new place, we've got previous episodes that you can obviously check out where we do speak about church, friendships within church and so forth. So there's there's definitely some content in previous episodes to look up for for further detail. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, go on, Iman, you ready? Yeah, um, Colossians 3, 16 and 17. Um, reading in the Amplified, it says, Let the spoken word of Christ have its home within you, dwelling in your heart and mind, permeating every aspect of your being as you teach spiritual things and admonish and train one another with all wisdom, singing psalms and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart. Verse 17, whatever you do, no matter what it is, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and in dependence on him, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. So that's self-explanatory, guys. Like, uh, even if you're laughing and joking, like, you're, you're in God's presence. God dwells within you either way. So it's not even like an outside thing. God lives on the inside of you. But as long as you're doing everything in his name and to his glory, it, whether you're eating food, 
and you're eating jollof rice or you're for my Caribbeans. I know I've been saying jollof rice, but for my Caribbeans, let me shout you guys out for this one, like your patty and your cocoa bread and your, your bigger um, pineapple or your grape one. Like, I love that. And you d- doing that outside rice of church and rice and peas, curry goat, curry goat oxtail, co- homemade coleslaw, fish, brown chicken. Yeah. yeah. Trust me. All of that stuff. Dumpling festivals. Yes. Like all of them things there. As, and your fellowship and you're reading the word of God and you hear the word of God, all of that is is service to God. And so that's what church is. So don't comp- compartmentalize it and go, well, hmm, this is this is right and this is carnal and this is spiritual. No, see all things that are done to his glory as one thing. Um, and yeah, if you're not part of a church, join a church. I'm not even gonna, I don't even want to get cliche. Join a Bible-believing church. Like, look, Join a church that love God and I have love for his word. Um, get settled there and be a part of the family and serve and, and muck in. And everything you do there is unto the Lord. So get equipped, get built up, get edified, and then model what you hear. Model what you see. Model what you embrace. When people are showing love to you, make sure you make that effort to do so. And that's what Christ says. If if people want to know that you are my disciples, they will know by your love for one another. So don't just be hearers, be doers. Um, yeah, that's me. Excellent. That's perfect. All right. The Lord is saying you're going to give the final few words. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I think Iman's done such a great job of summarizing everything we've talked about. That I don't really think there's much else to add. <laughs> Wow. What a yeah, professional cop out. Did it? That's what I'm saying. That was so professional. I love that. <laughs> no, I love you that. know, or the career, or the trust career. Me, trust me. Trust me. Work, wow. No, Short, sweet, succinct. I would have said would have just been a repetition. So there really is nothing else to say. <laughs> Fair, fair. Right, we'll call it there, guys. Thanks for listening. We do appreciate it, man. Signing out. Bye. Bye.